Welcome, all you ghouls and gals, to episode eight of FYC Film Review. Yes, this is the Halloween episode. We're going to haunt your dreams with this audio recording and YouTube video. Um, thanks for joining us. I am your host, Gagne, and with me, as always, is Dog. What's up, guys? What's going on, buddy? What's going on? We're going on with nicknames now, so, you know, like threw it, it out there. Uh, cool. Not much, you know, just getting ready for Halloween, trying to avoid the Halloween candy as long as possible. Um, I'm going to go as Thanos for for Halloween, so, you know, I got to really? buy myself a, a Infinity Gauntlet, so that was cool. Yeah. Great. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I, uh, I'm going to go as Joe Exotic. Uh, Beautiful. And my wife is going to go as uh, Karen Baskin, or Carol Baskin. So. I feel like we might, that's appropriate. I just kind of was thinking <laughs> of a, the cats and kittens when I was doing our intro, but uh, yeah. you know, ghouls, ghouls and goblins, ghouls and gals, whatever, you know. It Why not? Works. It's been a crazy year. Why not? It has. I feel like yeah. this is, I'm not usually the type of person who likes to dress up for Halloween, but you know what? This year it just seems kind of crazy and at least it gets me out of my pajamas. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. <laughs> cool. So yeah, this week uh, we, we had, we usually narrowed down to two and we did narrow it down to two again. I'm uh, going to hold my tongue for a little bit, but I'm kind of wishing we would have chose Poltergeist. We didn't. <laughs> uh, we chose, what did we choose? We chose the classic 1984 Wes Craven a Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Not that remake crap. No. How, however, I will get into remakes later okay. and talk a little bit about them. But okay. this was the 1984 uh, horror, Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by Wes Craven, with a runtime of 92 minutes. 92 minutes, which is yeah. like amazing to we us. Under two hours, yeah. anything's great. And this one, 90 minutes, it's perfect. Unfortunately, the movie is not perfect. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Um, I want to say maybe this was probably my first foray into horror. Uh, I think it was one of those that maybe my parents felt it was campy enough to uh, allow your kid to see. You know, it was so suspended in disbelief that you just didn't really need, you know, it, I guess you could show it to your kids, you know, at a younger age. And so Would I you? feel like, yeah, well, no, but yes, <laughs> I guess they are rated R. Were they rated R then? Yeah. Were, this one was rated R. Okay. So yeah. maybe Space not. Spaceballs is rated PG. This was rated R. <laughs> so yeah, maybe not the most appropriate, but I feel like there wasn't really a lot to it other than the gore. And I think that that's what kind of gets, where the r gets in i don't really remember there being much else other than some bad words by one character he's like the only guy who says curse words in the movie rod but, uh yeah rod, <laughs> rod. leather jacket and yeah cool earring yeah but um yeah let's 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 get into it i uh affect i actually was freddy krueger one year so um, me too that's yeah. great huh. yeah did you get a mask or did you have to do the really crappy homemade makeup no, we we I got a mask, but ah. it was like it was like a Kmart mask when Kmart Jealous. existed. And I, I got the glove and I would take the glove everywhere with me because I thought the glove was the coolest thing oh, ever. Yeah. And I brought it to school one day and it was all my friends wanted to see it. So like yourself, I was Freddy Krueger too. It's 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 an iconic character. Absolutely. Hundred percent agree. It definitely is an iconic character. It spawned seven, eight sequels. Are we if we count Freddy versus Jason? Um and yeah, it, it's, it's one of those, like you say the name Freddy Krueger and people know yeah. who you're talking about. And I, yeah. I did enjoy playing him for Halloween and I was the same way with the, the glove, didn't get the mask, had horrible 
horror stories of Vaseline up and <laughs> trying to keep like fake scars on. It was, it was ugly, but okay. you know, I guess that was the point for Freddy Krueger. So it worked. This launched the, the career for Mr. Johnny Depp, um, which yeah, I have did. to say, I understand why he got more jobs after because he's the one um, actor who doesn't seem like he's doing a horrible job in this movie. He's not doing great either. Well, there's um, not much to work with. So I, at this point, when I watched it, I realized I had to go back and dig like Wes Craven, all the kudos, like the dude was a horror master you know, I changed the game multiple times yeah. um, with this and with Scream. But for watching this again yeah. as an adult, I felt like this was almost his first movie and not his like third, um, where I thought it showed a lot of, a very youthful director. It, it, it's a messy movie in my opinion. Um, the, the script and idea is amazing. It's that sometimes I think when you have a writer trying to write for like your main protagonist is a teenage girl and you're not a teenage girl, there's disconnect in, yeah. in how it's written and how they would react. And um, it had my teenage daughter laughing at it where <laughs> when I watched it as a kid, I was scared. Like, you know, this, the thought of uh, someone coming in your dreams and, and murdering you in your dreams, like you can't control that. Like, what are you right. going to do? So it's interesting just, you know, now obviously being 35 years old, God, it's almost 40 years old. That's insane. Um, the movie's 35. You're not 35, right? Yes, correct. Just, I, just I, to make it I clear. stopped counting at 35. <laughs> Don't call it out. All right. We'll sorry. celebrate. We'll, we'll celebrate, uh, you know, my 40th with a, this is 40 screening a 40 year old virgin or something you know, <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny, this movie, even the, it, it made so much money. It had a budget of a million dollars. That's, that's it. it. Wow. That's it. And it made $25 million. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So for back in early 80s, um, it was a hit. Totally. It, was, it was a monster. See what I did there? I just took your butt. It was a monster hit. Um, so uh, do, did you see it in the dark? Did you see it yes, in the daytime? 100%. Okay. Absolutely. No, no, no. I, I took your advice and I, I did watch it in the dark in the okay. hopes of invoking you know, some of those feelings yeah. or slasher flick. And if you watch it late at night, it's right before bed. So, you know, maybe some of that sneaks in and you wake up mm -hmm. and laugh at yourself for being scared of, you know, a fictional character. Okay. That's good. Well, I have a funny story. Uh, I saw this movie twice in the last three, four days. I had the privilege of watching this movie in the theater uh, with my wife and we went to uh, a late showing. And so we watched it in the theater, you know, on a big screen, the sound was blasting mm -hmm. and when it ended, we kind of looked at each other and thought, oof, wow, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, there were, some, there were some moments where there had jump scares, but I don't, I, the audience never really reacted. Mm -hmm. um, granted, there was, I mean, there was probably like 30 people with social distancing in there, um, but it just didn't, it didn't do anything for us. So the following night, um, I rented it on Amazon because I had to take notes because I didn't take notes in the theater. I went to sure. the full effect. And this time around, it was a little bit more because it was more intimate. It was a little bit creepier, still not very good. Mm -hmm. um, but it just, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hold up. That's the thing I keep going back to is that the concept of Freddy Krueger is phenomenal. 
Like at the time there just wasn't like there was always the typical slasher, you know, Jason came out in the eighties, it, you know, was before Jason, it was his mom, but you know, like nobody, the, the killer didn't talk. He had no personality. It was just this right. mindless thing. Michael Myers, uh, Texas, you know, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all the predecessors, there was no personality to that serial killer, that, that slasher. So this kind of changed that. And again, great concept, you know, what do you do? You can't fall asleep. You know, this person's going to get you in your dreams, but the script is just so filled with plot holes that it's tough to watch. Like you, you, you get taken out of certain parts because you're like, one, that's a really bad, like acted scene Two, like that didn't make any, like what? Like (laughs) just the transition of the, you know, the alcoholic mother and the bars on the windows and, The mom you know, was that, weird, wasn't she? Like, just her facial weird. expressions was was creepy. I thought. She, I mean, she was yeah. downright creepy. And that's the thing is like, okay, so in a sense, I feel like you can look. She's trying to convey that she's traumatized, and she's probably traumatized because they murdered this person, and she's been she's kept this secret buried. It just didn't convey it very well it, yeah. because it comes across as this very stone faced, you know, mother who I, it took me a while to even realize that the parents were separated. I was like, why is the dad never home? <laughs> I didn't were understand. They separated? I didn't, I think I didn't so. catch that. Um, I didn't either. And I put that down, but I wasn't sure if I just missed something yeah. because I was taking notes, but it I didn't seem like they were together. Yeah. It's one of those things that with a little bit of TLC, like, I feel like it just could have been a really good horror film. And sometimes I think we're, you know, unnecessarily harsh on like an older film, right? So it's like, it's 84. Obviously the effects aren't great, but actually I thought the effects were pretty good for 1984. I like the effects. I, I was really impressed. Did. Like yeah. the the scene, you know, with her bedroom and, you know, the inverted or the slanted, yes. you know, and just yeah. the coming through, like great visual, like the bathtub great visual iconic stuff mm-hmm. um i feel like the focus was so much on that it's like you're this writer and director and you're like i can see what i want to do but you're just you forget some of the other details like i also do need to craft a story that makes sense i i don't want to give way to like just giving a free pass to older films because they're from the 80s like shortly after this just because i had time to kill i put on raiders of the lost ark it's on netflix and i realized that this movie was made in 1981 three years before this and realized right. how good the filmmaking is now sure steven spielberg west craven like it's they're different. spielberg man come on but the movie doesn't feel bad or dated or like it's being directed by somebody who doesn't know how people communicate with each other and this one really feels like a young filmmaker that just struck gold with a great concept of a character with Freddie. Well, it was, I mean, that this was his big hit, right? I think he did something else. I forget what he did before this. Um, the last house on the left. Yeah. Which I have and no idea what that is. the Hills have eyes. Just the Hills have eyes. Yeah. But this was it. This was his breakout hit sure. and, and, and people ate it up in 80, 84, 83 or whatever it was. Um, uh, one of the things I, I noticed this time around, I really, I, I don't know. It's called Nightmare on Elm Street, but did they ever show the street sign Elm? Nope, I don't think so. Are you sure? Because I, I don't remember. And I saw, and I saw it, it twice, <laughs> right? And I don't remember. See, I don't remember yeah. seeing it. So they call it Nightmare on Elm Street, but I, I never saw the street sign Elm. So maybe they did. I just I missed it. I don't know. Um, and another thing I noticed was, or, or I took notice of, was the the little girls playing jump rope. 
Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yep. And I, I remember that as a kid, as a teenager watching that. It's like, oh, there's, there, the girls are singing his, you know, Freddie's Coming After You song. Right. And then finally hit me. I'm thinking, I kind of know, I think I know who those girls are supposed to be. Uh, maybe, and I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just, just thinking outside the box here because I saw it sure. twice. Because I could do that. When you watch this movie <laughs> twice, you could do that. Over I, 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 Yeah. I thought maybe those are some of the kids that he murdered. Because this hmm. dude was a child murderer. Yep. Right? I mean, this dude was awful. He was sure. evil. He was a child murderer. So, and then I, I, they were like in their white Sunday dresses, skipping mm, jump rope. And I thought, dated oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're from the past. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like could, I could get with that. I never really thought about that, but that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you should have watched it twice, and you would have thought about it. I'm never watching this again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Give me so, all the sequels except two. I will watch any of them over this one. And then I don't know if you if you noticed, but in the classroom. There is the teacher, the teacher, and I wrote down her name because yes. I, I go, she looks really the familiar. Saw her. Who yep. the hell is she? And so I had to look her up and her name is Lynn, Lynn Shea, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. And she was, she's been in a lot of movies, but to me, she was the older neighbor in something about Mary. Yep. 100%. That's her. And I thought, wow, okay. So she got her start or probably didn't get her start here, but she just I was like, oh, she looks really familiar. And this explains why Ronaldo and I are, you know, such good friends because I made the same notation and I quickly went <laughs> online and I quickly was like, ooh, ooh, I pulled the, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV. That, you know, that's her. And yeah. I, then I realized how much makeup they must have put on in something about something Mary because she was Mary. only 11 years like older at that point and she, they made her look super old. Like she yeah. looked super young. And yeah. so, yeah, clearly she was wearing, obviously, yeah. that, that bodysuit that showed all the uh, ah, Well, we'll leave it at that. But yeah. oh. yes, I, I did notice her. Um, the dad, love that actor, John Saxon. Um, he's one of the few bright spots again, too. Just I wish they would have given him more to work with. That's the thing is I just wish they would have given more. Like you talk about the little girls, you know, being this scary thing give me more story about what happened to Freddie. Like the, the story gets, yeah. the, the story gets explained by the mom in a basement mm-hmm. who somehow has the glove still. And fun fact, she's smoking a cigarette while she's touching a gas can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's like showing the daughter, like we, we put gas everywhere. She's like chain smoking by a furnace. I just didn't, I was like, dead, honey, because but mommy killed him. there wasn't enough of like build up to Freddie being this very like, bad person this very dark person um mm-hmm. i need more supposed that. to be he's right. supposed to be a and really get that awful person in the sequels that's the thing is like a lot of writers after the fact took craven's idea and then really fleshed it out and you get a lot of stories about how he was even conceived and how you know the the murders he actually was involved in and how bad it you know it, it, he of a person he was we just don't get that in this one it's very short and concise and very much about how is, you know, little Nancy going to, you know, not fall asleep yeah. and not lose all of her friends? But let me, let me ask you a question. So you saw this as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. As a kid, did it scare you? Yes, but that I think had to do with my age. Like my son wouldn't watch it and he's 12. I probably saw this movie when I was eight, okay. nine, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And so, you know, at that time, very much, you know, scary like you're still 
don't love sleeping in the dark with the door shut, you know, a strange sound is going to startle you. And so, you know, things like watching the original child's play, like I didn't want anything to do with a doll after that. I didn't want any, (laughs) I was scared to, you know, walk by a mirror after seeing Candyman. But I saw these films when I was such a young child that I think psychologically you don't, you're not able to really like conceptualize like this is not real. And like, this is just make believe and it's hard as a kid. Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. I saw it when I was about nine, maybe 10 or something like that. And it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. I didn't want to go to bed. I didn't want to go to sleep because Freddie was going to get me. Right. Um, and you have no, you just kind of, your, your, your imagination takes over. However, I, I got to go back in 19, was it 1984? People loved it. Sure. People, old, older people loved it. Teenagers loved it because mm-hmm. like you said, it's something probably that I'd never seen. They gave this monster personality. Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't think he was super scary, but they probably thought, oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. And it, honestly, it's not even just back then. I, I looked the rating up on uh, IMDb and it's got like a seven and a half and people yeah. like hold this in like this very high regard, um, which to your point when we were kind of talking about it is that this is such an iconic character that's why like Mm -hmm. because it launched enormous amounts of of profitable you know ip he they made comics they did a tv show they did multiple sequels we were you know freddy krueger for halloween think about how much you know they made off of merchandise um it was on shirts it was on it just it was it was iconic It, it it is one of the as Universal did with the monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, all these, you mm-hmm. know, this is what we grew up with. The 80s monster, you know, horror slasher film guys, Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, like Leatherface, they, all those, yeah. they were just, there's a, they're iconic. And regardless of how silly some of the plots are and how bad some of the acting is, you can't take away from the fact that Wes Craven created, you know, such an iconic character that will forever live on you know it's only a matter of time before they try to reboot or try to use it in some way it's just too profitable of a a character to just leave sitting someone will come along and rewrite something well they they, they did remake it right they remade it in 2010 was it 2010 or 2011 Mm -hmm. i forget but they remade it and and speaking about reboots I'm, i'm kind of now really understanding why reboots are made aside from you know making more money um because some of these things don't hold up as well as they mm-hmm. did in, in, back in the day, right? Um, but if you reboot it to, to kind of, you know, blend in with the world now, mm-hmm. the acting, the trends, the, the, the way people speak, um, you know, just pop culture, it, it could work. Sure. So, and, and I haven't seen the reboot. I, I would love to watch it. I haven't seen it. Um, but I, I, I think that's why... And, I was never a fan of reboots. Never really been a fan of reboots. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple out there that I like, but I, with with horror films, I I, I kind of get it. You know, I kind of understand it why they got to reboot them, um, just because things like this don't really hold up nowadays. But if you if you kind of catered it to what the world is now, maybe it could work. So, and it it actually did. Um, I never saw it either. I actually today watched a bunch of clips and kind of looked it up because I was curious how you know what do people think of it um and for that exact reason you know you you're right if you remake it now and at least just take out some of the dated 
80s feel of it it's still a great concept and so why not try to do it for a more modern feel and get a whole new grip of fans right. where you can launch you know more sequels but uh, it got lambasted i mean people hated it i mean really? just crushed yeah. it it had a huge opening weekend and then the second weekend because of word of mouth it had one of the biggest drops that had ever happened I don't really know why, because the clips I watched really, like they try to pay homage to the classic while at the same time, again, trying to make it a little more modern, at least in the sense that like the acting's a little bit better and the the, uh, CGI is a little bit better. You know, they changed the, people had such a big problem with the changing of, the the face the face of freddy krueger like he looked did they different. change it well not much he it just you know look it looks different because it's a different actor freddy krueger no longer played by robert england who absolutely hands down is just amazing as freddy krueger i don't He's care good. like i don't care how bad the movie <laughs> yeah. is he is good and was always good in all the freddy movies he chewed the scenery and i loved it i loved it yeah. as a kid i still love it now let me watch all the Freddy clips because they make me laugh and they're silly. Again, they're not so scary anymore, but love Robert England. Did you happen to catch um, who the sleep disorder doctor was? I didn't, no. No? No. I mean, I, I, I remember the scene. I just don't remember who that guy was. That dude was Roger Rabbit. No way. He was Roger Rabbit. He does really? the voice for Roger Rabbit. His name is like Charles huh. Charles Fleischer or Fleischer or something like okay. that. That's Roger Rabbit. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That was that scene was funny. Yeah. She's all the, the mom was all smoking in in the clinic with the doctor alongside yeah. of the doctor. Oh, that poor okay. mom, over tanned and over. She was over tanned. She was. Yeah. It looked odd. She was. Uh, I just I can't get over how creepy she was. Did you take notice of the bridge scene where Johnny yes. Depp and uh, Nancy, I could call him Johnny Depp. What's his name? Glenn. 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 When they're, they're on the bridge scene, I don't remember any of that. Um, I, rem- I don't remember any of that, but they're on the scene. And he actually explains how to defeat Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger, mm-hmm. which is mind-blowing because I, I, I don't remember that part at all. But then as a kid, you're probably not paying attention um, to that kind of stuff. Uh, and he says, basically, he was reading a book about dreams mm-hmm. or something about these women who are dreaming and how to defeat nightmares. And he goes, basically, you just turn your back on them and you take their power away. And then that's where Nancy gets into her like home alone mode and starts reading these books on booby traps. That's and she becomes Kevin, Kevin yes. McAllister uh, setting up all these booby traps for for the bad guy. My so. note says I forgot she totally home alone Freddy. That's exactly what I I was like, I I don't remember this. Like I don't yeah. it was so funny. And the bridge I don't either. And I thought that was funny because that bridge is so iconic in LA mm-hmm. that I I was like, do they even again, do they mention where Elm Street is? Like I looked it up and it's like fictional Ohio, you know, Springfield, Ohio or something like that. But they never really mention where Elm Street is. And once right? I saw that bridge, I was like, oh my God, that's in so many movies. It, it almost felt like it didn't really matter if Elm Street was in LA, but it was like, yeah. this isn't Ohio. And it, it just, I, I like that scene, but it's also, they, they end that scene very awkwardly where like Johnny Depp, Glenn makes some joke and Nancy's like, oh, you're silly. Get out of here. And like, they just like walk away. And like, it was just again, very like, is this how people talk? Like, I don't it think is. this is how they talk. It but, is how they talk. Yeah, it is how they talk. 1984, man. We, did were, you, we, were, we were learning to walk in 1984. <laughs> or, 
Yeah. Did you notice that at one point when, you know, Nancy's getting more and more sleep deprived and she looks in the mirror and she's like, oh my God, I look 20. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We saw that. One, she was 19 when she filmed this. Two, like you're only what, 15 or 16. You're in high school. They 16 probably, you know, like, is that what we thought when we were 16? Oh my God. I look 20. I look 20. Yeah. Shut up, Nancy. Get out of here. I wish I looked 20, Nancy. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Nancy. Whatever. Go set your booby traps. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That is a very interesting way to handle a, a dream demon, I guess. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you heard, but it was just going into the booby trap scene. Uh, she's even taunting Freddy. She goes, come on, Freddy, come and get me. Come and get me, Freddy. I thought that was, come on. This dude's like a demon monster and, uh, Whatever, Nancy, you go get your guy and I hope it all works out. Yeah, before awful. that, when she talks about, she's like telling her mom that, you know, she can bring him out into the dream and they're having that talk in the kitchen. She's like, where's the hat? Did it, you know, did it get, uh, you know, did dad, you know, run the forensics on her? You know, like just basically, you know, did she, did you look into what the hat is? That this is yeah. Freddy Krueger's hat? The mom's like, I destroyed it. And then all of a sudden, like in the middle of the conversation, Nancy just reaches in a random drawer and pulls the hat out. I'm like, wait a second. You just knew that the the hat was in the drawer behind you? Like, come on. She's good. She's good. Nancy's got powers. Nancy runs shit. That's, yeah. She just, she does. She does. I mean, if you can pull your dream demon out of your dream and booby trap your house and somehow make him disappear? I don't know. We'll get into the, hold on. We'll get into the finale. But there was one scene where she, I think at the beginning when she pulled him out, I guess it's the finale, uh, when she pulled him out, and she hits him with a coffee pot that's hot and burning, right? And I'm thinking, this dude is like burnt 200% all over his body, and he's going to say, ouch? Uh, ah, look, I mean, have you ever burned yourself and then run your finger under hot water? It hurts extra. So maybe I, I, maybe I guess. I, I don't know. But the fact that he goes, oh, it's like, come on, Freddie. Whatever. Can, can we kind of rewind this a little bit and talk about Rod Lane, hmm. the punk kid with the leather jacket? Um, who, I feel like we got to pour one out for Rod. Yeah, we, this guy, this guy, man, he, he instantly delivered the worst line for me. Instantly. Okay. It was like the second sentence out of his mouth. It was when they were walking and he comes up and he's telling Tina some kind of sexual joke and, and they like blow him off. And he says this, he says this, okay? This is what he says. Up yours with a twirling lawnmower. Hey, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. You don't need it. You don't need it, Rod. You don't need it. So what does that mean? Up your with a twirling lawnmower. Because that's kind of gruesome if you think about it. I mean, again, I, I wonder, you know, had Wes just maybe had, Wes had a screenwriter help him, maybe this wouldn't have been so bad. I have like three worst line candidates and Rob wow. got one of them yeah. um, where he is talking to his girlfriend after they make sweet, sweet love. He was it said, sweet love? Because it didn't sound like it was sweet love. He was sweating and she was happy. She and said Johnny it. And Depp was, was just like, kind of annoyed. now. No. Wait, oh, from listening. Yeah, because Nancy is the protagonist. And how does the protagonist live in horror films? Just like Scream says, you got to be the virgin. Yeah. Um, He rolls over and tells her, 
what's her name, Tracy or something like that. Like Tina, you know, Tina, thank you. That um, he's had a Freddy Krueger dream too. And she's like, you have, and he's like, guys can have nightmares too. You know, you don't have a market on the, you know, you don't have a corner on the market and then just rolls over and goes to bed. <laughs> That's a great conversation. Too, you know. awesome. I thought you were going to say he asked her if, uh, if she loved making love to him and uh, that good stuff. <laughs> I can meet Joe Black. Huh? You, Do you like making love ask, to me? <laughs> you're only supposed to ask Brad Pitt that. Nobody else. Gotcha. You don't ask anybody yeah. else. Yeah, but I did. I did note that there's lots of Christians on Elm Street. Um, everybody's got a crucifix, and everybody has them over their bed. And I grew up in a religious household, but I don't remember crucifixes being so prominent in my household. Oh, I well, so I grew up Catholic, and yeah, there were there were kind of all over. But maybe they're having it because they know all the parents know what they did. They know mm-hmm. that they murdered this man, and so they're kind of like, oh, what are we gonna do? Put a crucifix on the wall, and everything's gonna be all right. So. I don't know. That, that's my only thinking. Um, but but as a kid, as a kid, um, it freaked me out, you know, seeing the crucifix fall and then, you know, Freddy Krueger kind of stretching out that wall like you were talking about that scene. That was a yeah. cool scene. Definitely so. a horror trope type thing. You know, the crucifix was an exorcist, you know, turns upside down. And yeah, I get it. I just, I thought it was very funny that every household had one. And you're like, oh my God, this is a very Anglo-Saxon Christian neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I think um, I'm kind of ready to go to the finale and, okay. and talk about the moment that she brings him out. Okay. Right? She brings him out. We talked about how she booby traps the house, mm-hmm. goes home alone on, on Freddy Krueger, and she hits him. She's, she's, and Freddy Krueger now, I guess, can feel pain because at one point he was cutting off his finger and he was doing all these crazy things. But now you hit him with a coffee pot and he's hurting. <laughs> You hit him with a sledgehammer and he's hurting. Um, so the finale to me made mm-hmm. no sense. Made no sense at all. Not one bit. Not any part of it. None and of it. Starting with the fact that, you know, while this is happening, and again, I, I get that, you know, it's supposed to be Nancy versus Freddie, but you got cops across the street. The house is smoking. She's breaking windows. And her dad is across the street, who's one of the police officers. And at no point in time, you know, you get the goofy line from the deputy who's like, oh, maybe I should actually go over and get him now. <laughs> yeah, you think like Nancy's breaking windows and screaming about a murderer being inside, and yet nobody's doing anything about it. Right. Yeah. And why does, again, does, this is my assumption that the dad was separated because why would he need to break down his entire, his own door? He can't get into his own house. They've got to be separated, right? Like there had to have been something where like the dad wasn't there because he was never there when she was home. Maybe because she's, he's a cop. But maybe, or he just didn't want to be around his drunk <laughs> wife. Maybe. Could very well be. I, I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't um, want to be around her. Yeah, she was got dead eyes. Uh, so yeah, so she brings him out and she, she does all these things and the house is on fire. Just like you said, she, mm-hmm. the house is on fire. And finally the dad and the policeman break down the door and Freddie and Freddie's on fire. He's running up the stairs and he goes into the mom's bedroom, right? He gets on top of the mom. Mm-hmm. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. And the dad comes in and he covers both of them with a sheet to put out the fire. Yeah. Then they remove the sheet from the bed, right? They remove mm-hmm. the sheet from the bed and all you see is the mom. Freddie's gone. The mom has turned into a skeleton. She lifts her left hand up as if to say bye and sinks down into the bed, which oh, I don't get. I don't get it. Somebody please enlighten me. 
I don't get that part. Somebody please tell me how that makes any sense. It makes as much sense as the dad standing there perplexed. I mean, he didn't understand, you know, the actor literally played it like the audience. He just looked at it like, what are we trying to convey here? Did Freddie die? Is he gone? Did he disappear? Did he take her to hell? Okay, listen, okay. I'm going to give Nancy a free pass here because the girl has been up for like a week straight without sleep. She's mm-hmm. probably delirious and expects anything at this point. Mm-hmm. The dad, whether he was married or not, I, I think he was. I don't know. If you see your wife as a skeleton saying bye to you and sits under the bed, you're going to say something. The dude just looks and then walks out of the bedroom like as if nothing happened. So give me something or somebody enlighten me on that scene because I didn't get it. I, I don't get it. Maybe I'm just dumb, but I did not get that scene. No. And for all the, the praise, you know, lifted on this movie, I think that a lot of people feel the same way. We're like, what happens at the end? It almost kind of falls apart where great concept. You pull Freddie out fine. She's booby trapping the house and he can feel pain now, but nowhere does it make any sense that <laughs> The dad just kind of accepts that his wife disappeared into a bed and this murder that was on top of her is gone. And then Nancy somehow is like, you go downstairs. I'm going (laughs) to hang out here for a second and process this. And dad's like, okay. And just walks out the door. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. And and we're not done here. We're not done here because then (laughs) the next part happens, which is even weirder, right? It's even weirder because the audience is assuming that everything is not a dream anymore. Mm-hmm. She brought him out. She opens the door and it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Everything's bright. Everything's colorful. Everything's all good, mm-hmm. right? The mom goes, oh, you know what? I feel like I'm going to not drink anymore. It's going to be great. And then all her friends roll up in the convertible. You got Glenn, Tina, and Rod. And she gets in it. And then all of a sudden, the top closes it's freddy krueger's sweater pattern one and then he grabs the mom and pulls her through the door hole or whatever and her feet are bending because you can obviously tell that it's a dummy yeah and that's how it ends so i thought freddy was dead or if freddy has powers it could only be in a dream but is this the real world what happened you're teasing the sequel, but all the rules that you told us about the movie are kind of been thrown out the window. Yeah, there's just a disconnect there with like whatever you're trying to convey. I don't, I don't know if you're trying to say that 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 was a dream or that the actual like mom dying was a dream. I don't know. It it just it's silly at the end. It doesn't make any sense. It, you know, I, yeah. I would have loved to just continue with like the mom. I mean, even if you just continue with the mom dying and, and Nancy being in shock and the dad being, you know, not yeah. caring, I guess about his I don't know. separated wife who's an alcoholic. I, I, I don't know. I still don't know why she turned into a skeleton. <laughs> well, clearly when said, you catch on fire for two seconds, you, go to hell and you just wait by. She straight up said bye as a skeleton. She straight up said bye, right? I mean, all she had to do was mouth it, but she went like this and that was it. So (laughs) mouth it. She's a skeleton. What was she going to say? Shut up. (laughs) Bye, Nancy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, it's more like why, you know, again, yeah. Where, what did Freddie disappear to? Like, if he could have just disappeared, why? I mean, shouldn't he just disappear? Like, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a really, really effed up ending. And it just, it, it added to the like, again, such a good concept. I love so many of the sequels. What's your favorite nightmare film? I remember, was it three? The Dream Warriors. Oh, I remember yeah. that one. The Dream Warriors yes. was was uh, was, uh, was creepy. I remember that one. It was cool too, though. Like, yeah, you had Nancy comes back. She's now a, a, a psychiatrist, like helping people with their dreams because of yeah. what she went through. Again, great, you know, great arc. Lawrence Fishburne's a, a, an orderly. You got Patricia Arquette and Nancy teaches all these kids to like harness their dream powers and they fight Freddy. It's so yeah. cool. Look at you. With Absolute favorite Freddy one. part three. Yeah, it's a good My one. My favorite one. Yeah. They, they made a lot of really good sequels and the character is really great. Freddy vs. Jason is a fucking blast to watch. It is so much fun. Robert England is amazing in it and playing off of Jason is so fun. But this one... God, it just—it's like trudging through ninety minutes to to <laughs> say, "Here's your introduction to this character. We'll do better next time." Yeah, I, I mean, some of the the scenes that were creepy. I mean, the bed scene when Tina dies when she's in the air. Right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. really good. I remember that that scene stuck with me. So does yeah. the bathtub scene. The, those sure. scenes stuck with me, and yeah. those are the same scenes that I remember. So yeah, um, cool. Uh, I think we're ready to to rate, man. Ah, let's rate it, man. Let's 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 do the knife fingers or something, you know, because that's how they described him the first the first time around. Thanks, Tina. Okay, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do the knife finger rating for Freddy Krueger, one to five. Uh, I don't know who went first. I don't even think it matters who goes first. It doesn't matter point. who goes first at, at this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the big whopping two, and I'm wow. only giving it a two. I would give it a one and it would be a finger not appropriate for for this podcast <laughs> but or video, but I'm going to give it an extra one just for the fact that this is an iconic character that was created by a guy who really knows horror and did mm-hmm. I, I'm basically just giving him credit for being Wes Craven and this movie's bad. And I I I can't apologize for it. <laughs> but a two a two it is, you know? A two, okay. Uh, I, I was expecting you to give it like a one and a half. Yeah. So a two is not that bad. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I watched this twice. I, I and it doesn't hold up. It's, uh, you know, it's 1984 movies. So back then it did well. Now it just doesn't stand the test of time. But that's why reboots are done to, to, to just kind of, you know, make them better for this for you know the current world we're in mm-hmm. the acting and and the pop culture and all that stuff so with that being said i'm going to give this two and a half finger knives because this guy is an iconic character right i know i gave space balls we gave space balls a two right but they didn't make any merchandise of it because george lucas Couldn't. was smart and he said yeah. no no uh, you know no yep. merchandise no but this Freddy Krueger has stood the test of time. It's an iconic character that will live on forever. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I gave it a half. It's not a good, It's you know, the movie's not that great. Um, but I would recommend this movie just so you can see the origin of Freddy Krueger or how it all started with mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. Sure. I, I, you know, you might get scared. The, the jump scares didn't really work for me in this movie. 
Um, but it is an iconic character, and I gotta give props to Wes Craven for that because he created something that's going to live kind of forever in reboots, in people's minds, in yeah. people's nightmares. People are, you know, I, we went for a walk today and there was a Freddy Krueger dummy out there for Halloween. Nice. So people love this character. <laughs> this this will live on forever. Spaceballs is kind of like a cult classic. This mm-hmm. is a legendary, iconic monster. And for that, it is a two and a half. Solid. And and it's reasoning that I can't argue with. I, I definitely agree with you. And, said I'd, it would be a one if not for the fact that this is such an iconic character that it it was culturally just it, it changed everything so okay i mean it's solid I, I think those are good ratings and if people have a problem with them then let us know because we, yeah we we definitely get flack sometimes for our ratings so yes we know this is an iconic character yes these are low ratings but you know it's Halloween time. It's time for you to go back and rewatch the film. <laughs> and it's time for you to tell us, you know, if you truly can come at me and tell me that this is a, a four out of a five, you're not getting four knife fingers out of me. So, no. no, you, no. So, okay, cool. <laughs> what are we doing next, man? Uh, we Do don't know what we're a, doing. We don't. We don't have a teaser okay. for next week, but, uh, you know, stay tuned. We'll, we'll mix it up. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I know the sky's the limit, but we'll come up with something. <laughs> It'll be something fun. from the eighties, yeah. probably. <laughs> no, no, we we got to get newer and we got to get you know fun. Sounds good, man. Stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Once again, I've been your host Gagne, joined by my counterpart Nald Dog Ronaldo. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, this has been our special Halloween episode. So we hope you guys enjoyed. Subscribe, like, tune in, tell us what you think, yell at us for bashing on Freddy Krueger. And somebody tell us if they watched the actual uh, remake or reboot, whatever yeah. they call it. And was it <laughs> the reboot? Good? Yeah. Yeah. We'd we'll, love to hear about we'll it. We'll check on it. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy, safe Halloween, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks, Talk to everyone. You later. Bye. Bye.